It's Friday night, which means it's time for another episode of the Friday Night Nicktoons podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Casey. Last time, as in just before this podcast, if you're listening <laughs> to them in order, we watched uh, the 10th episode of Avatar The Last Airbender. And as we said, this is a double episode week, and uh, we are sort of honoring the amazing, brilliant show of SpongeBob SquarePants due to the unfortunate passing of its creator, Steven Hillenberg. Yeah, this really bummed us out, as we said on the last episode, and it's it has been really beautiful to see this, like, small but mighty Nicktoons community coming together, like... Uh, Patricia and Aaron reached out to us and like I'm seeing lots of uh, tweets and support and it's just really awful all around but ALS is so terrible that in a way it's it's uh, he didn't have to go through it for too long but ultimately this episode is about the show that he sort of notoriously hated making things about him ever he really was just this animation geek who happened to create a billion dollar show uh he wouldn't do many interviews he didn't he wasn't really uh the face of the show he's you'd see his name i remember seeing it growing up just like butch hartman and guy moon i would see the names be like i wonder who those guys are and of course once you grow up you learn more about it and just the, and like I guess he had a history in marine biology either as a student or a professional like really cool that he was able to put that passion into the show and of course as we learned he uh did he was a writer on Rocco's Modern Life too so that can't be forgotten where he presumably met Tom Kenny and used him for Spongebob yeah it seriously an amazing story to end up in this wild show that we have today um and, you know, I, I am just so glad that he was able to, with his time here, to, to make something as as impactful as it is. Again, I know a lot of times we kind of see Spongebob as this fun, light-hearted comedy, and it is, but it's so much more than that. It It really is just a part of our culture, I think, honestly. For sure, and I'm glad he got to see the movies be made and see the musical. The director of the musical, Tina Landau, tweeted out shortly after he passed a a really sweet message saying, like, thanks for letting me uh, step into Bikini Bottom or something like that. Just so much, the show spawned so much creativity and collaboration. And honestly, Ashley, without SpongeBob, I don't think we'd be making this. Like, this was the show that got us really into Nicktoons both as kids and in high school when we were sort of reconnecting with that part of our lives yeah and I I absolutely agree I I know we're not as ridiculously Spongebob biased as we might have been but you know this this is a big show and I mean in our original um, Nicktoons madness right it was the the winner amongst the shows so we know that you guys obviously you know it's it's popularity is wild and amazing and um but yeah he he didn't write a whole ton of episodes but he did write this one so I think that'll be a good little piece for us to to really delve into something that he was you know especially a part of and and I love this episode personally and he storyboarded a decent amount of the show too which is really cool I don't know how many show creators do that I I truly don't I'm kind of ignorant when it comes to as we've said you know we're not animators we're not really in the industry but 
Um, yeah, it's it's an amazing show. He created a, such a quirky, beautiful world that has really endured through many generations. I know my parents actually enjoyed watching it. In fact, we got cable when I was maybe eight or nine, so I, I was a PBS kid until then, and I remember the first thing I did was flip on Nickelodeon, and it was the Suds episode was playing of Spongebob, and <laughs> it's not even the greatest episode in the world, but it will always have such a special place for me because it was on when I realized that I could watch Spongebob and I didn't have to go to a friend's house. Yeah, it's... And I think we all just have fond memories, right, of of watching the show. So many quotes, too, that, like, anybody around our age, like, I can quote so many lines from Spongebob and, like, no questions asked. Everyone knows the context. It's, it's huge. It just is. Um, And I saw, I sent this to you, Ashley, but I saw saw this heartbreaking image that it was a four panel type thing. And it was when Squidward's floating in the bubble, but they had, someone had photoshopped Steven Hillenburg into the bubble and SpongeBob and Patrick are saying, you know, up, up, up. How high is he going to go? It's off to the great beyond. And the last panel is just the two of them saying, uh, so long friend and happy trails it just broke my heart it's such a beautiful thought it really is and um and i'm sure this is hitting a lot of us in a lot of ways and you know it it, it's somewhat more expected because you know we we've known that he's had als for a bit now but it's still always always surprising and he was still pretty young um so I'm sure it's hitting a lot of us in a lot of different ways, but hopefully this can sort of help us reflect back on the the positives that that he was able to bring to us. So, um, without further delay, um, be sure to follow us on Twitter at FNN underscore podcast and Facebook, facebook.com slash FNN podcast, and review us on Apple Podcasts so that others can find the show. Also, be sure to check out our new YouTube page as well. Thank you guys so much for tuning in again twice in one week. Now let's get started. From the Nicktoon Animation Studio in Hollywood. 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 All right, like we said, this one's from SpongeBob, entitled Bubble Stand. It's season one, episode 2A, and originally aired July 17th, 1999. We're going way back. And we've covered up to this episode because we did all three of the uh, first episode. It's the only three-part SpongeBob, so we could just keep going and make this an Avatar SpongeBob back and forth. (laughs) (laughs) But in this one, SpongeBob builds and opens a stand for blowing bubbles, much to Squidward's dismay, and... Right off the bat, I just want to say I'm realizing how much this episode helped set the tone of the show. Because in the first three episodes, we don't see that much of SpongeBob's little neighborhood. It's at the Krusty Krab. It's, uh, I guess there's the Reef Blower one. We get that introduces us to the concept of his relationship with Squidward. But this is the first time that we really see SpongeBob, Squidward, and Patrick all guns ablaze. (laughs) Yes, it's... It's wonderful. It's also uh, the first sort of insight into this bubble blowing thing, right? Like, what a concept. They're underwater, but for some reason, 
Patrick and SpongeBob is like one of their biggest hobbies is blowing bubbles, and it's just another <laughs> one of those those funny things, right? That like just cause, right? And and I love the little quirks of this show, right? Like he's he's a sponge who works as a fry cook and likes to blow bubbles and has a pet snail. It's just like all these random little bits and pieces that feel so so instrumental to the show, um, and. I, I love that this is sort of the introduction to it is Spongebob, who, who's really not much of an entrepreneur other than in, you know, Chocolate with Nuts, setting up this stand to have people come to pay to blow bubbles. <laughs> Everything about that is just so beautiful to me. Yeah, it's similar to jellyfishing where it's one of those things it's like, oh, they live underwater. Of course that's a hobby they have. Like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, you're right. It's such a it's part of the world that we take for granted. It's like, oh, of course they love blowing bubbles in SpongeBob, but it's like they're underwater. How do they even blow like, bubbles? <laughs> the whole concept of it is so so funny and 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 you know that they somehow have this ability to blow bubbles into really really cool shapes. They're kind of like I was smoke so rings jealous. almost. <laughs> like Gandalf. <laughs> SpongeBob was the original vape lord. Is that what you're saying? Um, <laughs> exactly. Totally messing. Um, but no, it's we we also sort of get a a great earful in the beginning of Squidward's not very great clarinet playing, and we get this great sort of zoom in on SpongeBob's face where he's like contemplating whether or not he wants to go back to building the stand again because he knows that it's bothering Squidward. And he goes ahead and does it anyways, and it's just great. <laughs> so classic. And yeah, Patrick comes up and he wants to blow a bubble and he doesn't have a quarter, so SpongeBob lends him a quarter, which he then pays SpongeBob with. And then SpongeBob like tests the quarter to see if it's counterfeit. <laughs> which God, everything about that interaction is beautiful, right? Like Hey Sponge, do, do you have a quarter I could borrow? Like it's his stand, right? The whole that whole interaction is so them, right? Like, yeah. he could just be like, oh, it's free, but no. Yeah. He, he wants to pay for it, right? Like, well, Patrick wants wants to be a good uh, customer here. And it establishes so much about both of their characters. Like, Patrick is a freeloader. SpongeBob is very giving, but he's also a rule follower, right? Yes. So he could just make it free, but nope, it costs 25 cents. So he has to give Patrick the quarter, who then gives it back. It's just, That's what's so great about the comedy in SpongeBob is it's all caricature writing. Like, they don't just make jokes to make jokes. It's all very specifically their characters. It really is. And, and yeah, this is sort of our first insight. And it's another one of those moments that we, we talk about that's really, really great, especially in the beginnings of this show, are that Patrick is stupid, but in, like, a great way, right? Like, uh-huh. the idea of him... He, and he's kind of so innocently stupid, too, right? Like, <laughs> him wanting to pay this quarter just because... It's so cute. Um, but... Uh, he, he goes on to struggle, and then th- there's a couple of times where this happens, where Spongebob conveniently has these little paper signs ready to go for the right moment, and um, the this one is lessons 25 cents, which, you know, <laughs> which is, is now where we get what's got to be amongst one of the more iconic sort of moments in honestly maybe in the whole series even Mm -hmm. is the technique scene (laughs) yeah spongebob's 
bubble blowing lesson is immaculate. Technique, 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 technique. You already know it. <laughs> Bring it around town. Round like we down. don't need to tell you guys. Like this is Step the on iconic. Your right foot. Yeah. Don't forget, don't forget it. it. Like everything. <laughs> Um, uh, it's it's beautiful. It's every and and this too, like the, the originality of this show, and and I I don't even know how exactly to put it, but it has a lot of random elements that feel like they make sense. Yes, right. Like the show doesn't do like, oh, it's so random. There's a bubble blowing technique. Like it feels like that is just a part of this universe, and it makes all the sense in the world that SpongeBob knows this amazing bubble blowing technique and that it works right like that just feels right yeah it's a show that doesn't try too hard to be quirky or at least it didn't <laughs> i don't want to disparage <laughs> the show while we're sort of eulogizing uh the creator but you know the what it's become is a little more what we're talking about but back in the originals it really was about yeah world this organic world and it's weird but they're pieces that fit together so nicely it feels less weird and they're just real quick, there's this great moment when SpongeBob gives, Patrick gives SpongeBob the quarter, paying him essentially, and Squidward just goes, business is booming. I, love <laughs> I it. almost wish he didn't laugh to himself after, but it's, but then, the, but the character demands it. Like, Squidward does laugh at his own jokes. It would be yes. funnier if he didn't, but that's what Squidward is, and that's funny that he laughs at his own joke. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so good. It's so so good. Um and and just again, Squidward sort of being the grumpy man that he is and and you know, you you kind of feel for him almost, right? Like he's so lonely that he's laughing at his own jokes. Um but right. we do get uh, and it's a little bit later. So so SpongeBob, you know, blows a bunch of awesome bubbles including the classic it's a giraffe when it's clearly an elephant which not only is iconic for that but then the sheer length of patrick's laugh afterwards oh my god it's like it's got to be like a good 40 seconds just constant as it floats and floats and floats and also when one of the bubbles pops it's like a boat horn (laughs) 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 which is really excellent like only to irritate squidward is it a boat horn yes and it you know messes up his whole house yeah this is a lot like the secret box episode too yeah and 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 this is kind of a common theme right so we we get then squidward comes up there and he's complaining about it and then um and we get the second little sign where it's a closed sign that spongebob is all prepped to have and and we get this sort of classic thing though that spongebob then walks away from the stand and he's basically like you guys are childish and this is stupid and whatever and then, um, and then as soon as they're gone, or at least he thinks that they're gone, he, you know, goes in for the bubble wand. And, and we, we see this a couple of times, right? We see it with, uh, the box episode. We see it with the one with the, uh, the wrapper, the piece of paper that he gets obsessed with after watching SpongeBob <laughs> play with it. Um, this thing where he's like, no, I'm too cool for your guys' stupid antics. 
But he really does want to do them. Yeah, he always gets caught up in it, which I find very relatable. It'll be kind of like, like I remember with Fortnite kind of being like, what is this game? Like, okay, it's free to download, whatever, I'll try it. And now I'm like 150 hours in and I've kind of stopped <laughs> playing now, but I was totally Squidward. Or like there's that, that the claw machine too, remember that one? It's a little later. But it's, there's, like, a yeah. claw machine that Spongebob is trying to win, and Squidward's like, why would you ever do this? Like, watch, let me show you. And then he gets addicted to it. Yeah. Or Krabby Patties, right? And yeah. just one bite, too. Yeah, Squidward clearly has an addictive personality. That sort of just hit me. Yeah, and, and he just... He very much likes to think that he's, like, too too cool for things, but he's he's a child at heart, too. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we also all kind of go through, through that, at least some of us you know when you're in your teens and it's not cool to like things that aren't cool and you don't want to seem like you're not doing the cool things but like part of us i feel like is always going to be inclined to do things that are just fun you know totally um and i i do think that it's a relatable sort of series of events here and um yeah yeah, but squidward struggles he struggles a lot with uh this bubble blowing (laughs) thing here yeah he's like trying to play it like a clarinet almost he's got like an embouchure like it's really (laughs) you just gotta blow but he's like spitting and um but what's great you know getting to the end is how just through his sheer rage and yelling he builds the perfect bubble very similar again to the art episode where he smashes all the sculptures together and you sir are the greatest artist who ever lived so I do think it's important to mention that although mockingly, he does use the technique prior to this amazing bubble, right? That's true, so, yeah. He, he, like, kind of, like, wings it. He's like, okay, then I do blah, blah, blah. Stop on the right foot. Don't forget it. Like, mocking it. Yeah, like, bring it around town. But, like, you know, we, we can't say that it doesn't work, you know? That's very true. Another set of ridiculous rules in this universe, <laughs> but they're consistent. And it's, it's great. Um... Also, I mean, I didn't count the total number of quarters, but, like, Squidward keeps paying a quarter every time, right? Because Spongebob magically shows up as soon as he goes to blow it, and it's it's a whole thing. Um, yeah. I just I just love that whole deal. Um, but then, yeah, unfortunately, the, uh, the bubble catches the entirety of Squidward's house. Um, and it's, it's one of those, which, which I do want to say, too, um... While this is happening and Squidward's really unaware of it, he's feeling really, really good about this bubble he just blew, and he plays clarinet again, and it's much better than at the beginning, right? And and I, I think it's partially just he has this confidence boost, he's feeling really good about himself, but he's, you know, he's getting into it, and it's it's not bad. Yeah, and I will say, like, as I guess a professional musician now, I was not when we started this podcast, but that's a thing, I guess. I will say, like, when you get an ego boost in any way, you just play better. And that's why I think a lot of the greatest, like, conductors and music directors are so positive, is because they'll bring out good performances. Like, if you're about to start a piece and you're like, oh, meet so-and-so, my whatever player, he's, like, one of the greatest clarinet players I've ever met. Like, they're gonna play better if you say something like that. Um, and so in this situation, it's Squidward successfully blowing a bubble. And I got to say that it happens to me too. Like if I beat a difficult video game and then I have a gig, like I usually do better. It's super weird. Yeah, but it's, it's well done. It's a subtle little thing here too, right? It's, 
is the little details that I think just really add up to make the show great. And the bubble eventually bursts and he falls back and he, uh, you know, goes back to being squeaky again. You know, he goes back to feeling <laughs> like his bubble has been burst, you know? Well, it's similar uh, to his artwork. Some of it isn't bad. Like, Squidward does have some talent. He's not a total hack. And that's what makes him, I think, a really tragic character is he's just not quite good enough at anything. No, yeah. He's one of those, you know, um, jack of all trades, master of none right. sort of a situation. And I think also just um, the people that he spends his time around aren't really, you know, like SpongeBob doesn't know what art is. Like, <laughs> I'm sure he'd be supportive, but he doesn't really care one way or another. But um, He's kind of like Michael Scott in The Office, like with Pam and yeah. her the painting that everyone ignores and then he calls it like the greatest thing he's ever seen and she like cries it's if it, it, spongebob really is a lot like michael scott <laughs> yeah best of intentions yeah. sort of not fully understanding every situation <laughs> yeah not, you know, not yeah. the best social skills but they sure do try <laughs> yeah um but man this is this is such a good episode it's mm-hmm. such a good show um yeah. i felt so nostalgic watching this again uh, it's been a while and and man I, I really do think that this is a good one to sort of wrap up everything and and feel all of the feels all at once um, it it is sad that you know and I guess in, in a sense it's not the end of the show but you know it, it's you know um yeah, it's a big like, loss for, like, our childhood, for the world of animation. Right. and It's just a bummer. It was w- way before his time, and it is, it's unsettling when someone who created something you love so much is no longer around. It doesn't even make sense. Yeah, and, I mean, I, I am glad that we still have access to what he created and that we still have the ability to to experience it and... I can say after however many years now that it, it lives up. It really does. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is not just a kid's show. It is so much more. And there, there's a reason that this show became as popular as it did. And it's not just because they made some good jokes, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's so good. It's... Ugh. And and we will obviously still continue to cover the show as, as we do whenever whenever it pops up. But... I'm glad that we had a chance to sort of revisit this again, and this was definitely, I feel like, the perfect episode to do it with. I agree. Good call. This was all you. Um, we had a Doug episode queued up, but we're going to move that to the end of the year when we were going to do a SpongeBob episode. So we'll get to Survival of the Idiots eventually, but we thought this was more <laughs> appropriate. Yeah, and again, this is one of the ones that he actually wrote, so um, not that he stopped being a part of the show later, but, you know, it was, I feel like it's a little more personal, um, and again, just those earlier episodes had so much, in a sense, world building to do, right? Um, And the way that so many of these bits and pieces were just seamlessly dropped into our laps and, you know, built out the SpongeBob universe and all of the fun and laughter and amazing times that the show has brought me i cannot be thankful enough i agree yeah so hopefully we uh were able to give you guys at least a little bit more closure about this or if anything just remind you how much you love this show because we're sure you do if you're listening to this 
All right. Is there anything else that you want to add? or? I don't think so. Why don't we head to our conclusion? Sounds good. All right, you guys, we're not going to do a Twitter poll for this one this week. We do have our Avatar Twitter poll, so we figured we're just going to keep it at that. Um, But be sure to still check out that first poll and give your answers to that one. And next week, we'll be back to Avatar with our 11th episode. So look forward to that. And again, be sure to follow us on social media. Uh, We've got a Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts. Find us on all of the above. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. We're glad we were able to get these two episodes out to you, and we'll be back to our regular one-a-week schedule starting next week. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll see you then.